Welcome to First Time Through Bookmark. Our place to talk about anything and everything while we read. Welcome to First Time Through Bookmark. I am Autumn Mullins. And I'm Kim Payne. And this is our show to take a breathe in between uh, recording long 300 page segments of it um, we know we took a break last week thank you guys for being patient and know this episode is going to be a little bit late this week and you know um, we're just uh, really trying to I don't know we're, we're well, getting well, there we've both started new jobs and things have gotten a little chaotic I got a new puppy and you'll you probably hear her bark, bark through this at some point her name's Starlight she's super cute I love her a lot um, now I have two dogs, Starlight and Onyx. And then, yeah, um, Kim and I both started well, new and, jobs. And, and my dog got super sick, and he's doing much better mm, yeah. now. So, Good to hear. I'm glad Chewbacca's yeah. doing better. And, uh, yeah, so thank you for understanding, and thank you for continuing to listen. Um, this is, uh, uh, what, uh, it's the third or fourth episode. We'll figure it out. I don't want to be we'll too. It it'll, it's it'll gonna be. It's just it's some number bookmark. Look at the player, and it'll tell you what number episode or bookmark this is. Because I'll get it right when I have to uh, upload it. But um, we just wanted to like take this second at the intro, uh, tell everyone we love them, and a mental health check in. Um, <laughs> and I just think, yeah, we love you a lot. And uh, just don't forget that you're loved and cared about. And that you're, there is someone that you can talk to. Absolutely. If you need a friend, if you just need somebody to vent to, shoot us a message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't forget, setting boundaries is a good thing. And even though it's a hard thing and it can be uncomfortable, it's a better thing in the end. Don't forget to take care of yourself, the things that you love. You know, I think Darwin and I had a really cool conversation, uh, you know, earlier. Um, and she was telling me that, like, she had this conversation about how she feels bad when she doesn't like just do things all the time. And I, and she had it explained to her that when you're doing things that satisfy you and feed your soul, it's okay to do those things. And like, you have to rationalize that, like, you're not just doing nothing or like, you're not just playing video games. You're not just reading. You're not just, you know, hanging out at the beach. You're, you're taking care of yourself. You're feeding yourself. You're feeding yourself. You know, I, I heard, I've heard it, the analogy of a cup. You know, you should care. You should share your cup with somebody who needs it, but you can't share from an empty cup. So you have to do the things to fill your cup too. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you take care of yourself. And uh, if there's something in particular that like you haven't just been doing for some reason, consider this your reminder to like get on it. I believe in you. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, so this bookmark, you know, uh, some special things are on their way. Um, we have been doing, uh, this is our second season. First season, we did, um, little sections where we would read different seasons, which is a collection of short stories that Steve wrote. And, uh, it was a good thing, uh, for us to do because we would time it with the holidays and it was really successful. We really enjoyed it a lot. So we're bringing that back this year. Um, and our um, season two uh, seasonal special series, the the triple S as we'll call it from <laughs> now on, the season two s- seasonal special series, um, is 
The Green Mile, which is a really cool story. Uh, I've never heard which anything is about it. What you, the listener, selected because we had a poll on this last spring. Yep, sure did. When we were trying to make a decision about what we were going to do, and you guys chose this. Mm-hmm. Which is super cool. Kim and I both own the original serials so that it uh, came out in. So we're going to be able to read through it in the original uh, styling. We're going to end up having, you know, probably a couple more episodes uh, seasonally than we did last time. But that's okay. They're pretty easy to get through. Um, yeah. But the first one of that is going to begin on Thanksgiving. So that'll be coming out next week. So look forward to that. Um, and, you know, while we're reading through the Green Mile, um, we're planning on doing a giveaway. Um, we have a couple of extra copies of the Green Mile. So, um, you know... Also in December, we're going to be uh, diving right back into It. So December 2nd and December 9th, you can see those continuations of It. Karen, are you excited to keep reading It? I really am. I actually just finished rereading, again, for the second time in the last few weeks, the the section that we're going to cover in our third episode. And I was listening to it this time, and man. Um, that's there's some good stuff in that section and i'm excited I'm to, to get into it i've only gotten a few more pages deeper uh, just because i've been so uh overworked this week um so we'll see how that goes uh i'm excited to get back into it though um and i think uh it's gonna be really cool to finish um and then uh because it just is gonna open up so many lines of conversation i think everybody knows it we're gonna be able to talk about it a little bit and uh i think it'll be fun also, big, super cool special announcement. Uh, next year, we're going to start having some guests on here um, that are more than just uh, people that happen to live with Kim and I. Uh, they're going to be... Uh, yeah, uh, we have some really cool stuff coming. We cannot wait. Um, so uh, be on the lookout because we might need your help picking some questions. We don't know. We might need to figure out what to ask these people. Um, and really, that's all we have coming out. I'm really excited about it. But... Uh, it's been uh i feel like we're a little behind and i just you know i want to make sure that we get caught up so that way we can uh stay out of it as we get into the holidays because it's very busy it is very busy and you know i've got a couple shows that i'm working on and you know i know you auditioned for a show and so that's Mm going to add to it but you know this is we we want to make sure that we keep this a priority because it is I mean, I don't know about for you, because I know you do a lot more work of the the backside work with all of the editing. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, the having to take time to read. I am forced to take time to read. And reading is something that I have always done to relax. So even though I'm reading it with a different mindset since we're doing this, it is making me take time to relax, which we just talked about how important that is. So, I need that. Yeah, it's nice. And, you know, reading is something that, for me, I got away from it as I grew up. And so, like, having this, like, real good reason, to, like, that we've gotten so deeply into it has helped me, like, find my love in reading again, you know? Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about this here in a second, but I've been reading some different books, too, just because, like, I was so excited about it. Um Um, not much in Stephen King news this week. Uh, No, not really. um, Two, uh, only two things really that we have here on Steve King's website. Um, The first one is um, if you 
I think this actually, let me make sure this isn't over before I talk about it. Um, yeah, right now you can go on Stephen King's website and it has a link to Cemetery Dance uh, Publications. And this is the company that publishes uh, the Gwendy's series. Um, and they publish it in cooperation with Richard Chismer. And you can purchase your copy and enter over here on cemeterydance.com slash extra slash Gwendy's Final Test Giveaway for a chance to win a signed copy of Gwendy's Final Task. They're only giving out three. It's going to have a special uh, book plate, and uh, you can get entered to win that uh, there. I think it involves taking an email uh, and sending your confirmation in, but, you know, it's free, and I think that's going to be happening. Uh, it doesn't really have an end date, so, you know, you can definitely still get involved. Oh, yeah. That would be the coolest. Mm-hmm. Super cool. And... Another thing that I read just today in relation to that is um, there's going to be a transition in the ebook for that, uh, in the publication of the ebook for that. So be careful when you're buying when you buy your ebook that you get the one that you're gonna that's going to publish in February because the other one's not going to come out until the end of May and that's not any fun. Oh so, yeah, that's that's such a good pull. Good job, Kim. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, Richard Chismar posted that on his Facebook page earlier today, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of, I would, that would suck. <laughs> that would be terrible, yeah. Um, only other piece of news is just that 112263 turned 10 today, wow. which is crazy that it's been a decade since that novel came out. Yeah, that's, Wow. So we'll see. Uh, you know, I'm excited to get into that one. I know it has an it callback or a crossover, so I'm interested to see how that turns out. It does, and it, um, yeah, it's such a good story. Stephen King does time travel. You know, it's it's a good twist. Love it. Um. Well, Kim, uh, I think I think I saw the post, but uh, why don't we get into uh, what we're what people are reading? Yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of reading this time. I think that everybody's lives have been a little bit chaotic. Um, yeah, absolutely. In fact, Jake specifically said life's been doing what it does. And um, he's working on Dr. Sleep, but has not been reading recently. Dr. And, Sleep, okay. Yeah. The Danny Torrance series, something we've yeah. been thinking about doing in a later season. So that's yeah. exciting. Okay. Looking forward to that, too. Um, and Paige is reading um, Neon Gods. Um, and... I got a sneak preview this week of Joe's new book that is a novella in the Mind Bridge universe, but not in the trilogy. So mm, I haven't okay. started it yet, but that's I'm going to read that this weekend oh. around the, the Green Mile. And, and that's an incredible yeah. book. Yeah. Oh, so good. And so I'm really looking forward um, to this story. So, yeah, and he's uh he said that he's starting to record the voice work for that next week. So, uh, be watching for it because it's going to be out there for you to get it too. Oh, that's super exciting. Um, it's told from Max's perspective. So Max is such a good character too. So that's super cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, you know, um, I just looked up this uh, novel series that Paige is talking about, Neon Gods, um, mm -hmm. and it's about. Um, greek mythology 
which I think is just, it's interesting how Greek mythology has just kind of become so important lately. Well, um, again, I mean, um, because it, it seems like it always comes around. Yeah, it's it like has, ancient you know, magic. Right. Well, I mean, you know, you, you've talked about it a ton. I've never read them, but my kids really enjoyed them. Um, the uh, Percy Jackson books, which were also, you know, a Greek mythology. And, you know, when I was a kid, the movie Clash of the Titans was a... So it, it just, it seems like there's always a cycle where it comes back around. Not a ton of reading going on. Uh, thank you, though, everybody, for responding. Thank you very much, everybody, for uh, following us on Facebook. Make sure you go and get involved in the conversation. If you're reading something important and you want to tell us about it or you'd like people to know about it, um, I've been reading a cool book called Chasing the Boogeyman by Richard Gismer. Um, Kim and I are both part of a couple of groups on Facebook uh, that are specifically just kind of big fans of Steve and Steve-averse in general. And uh, Richard Chismer is actually a group part of that group as well. Um, and he kind of was talking about his new book and convinced me, like, yeah, that sounds like a good read. I want to buy it. So I've been reading the first. Uh, I got that in my backpack when I'm going to work and stuff right now. So it's been really fun. I feel guilty, though, because I'm like, I should be carrying it around, but it also weighs 10 but pounds. It does. It does. Um, but yeah, I have my copy of Chasing the Boogeyman here, too. I haven't started it yet, but, you know, I wanted to finish my reread of it. I want to read uh, Joe's story here, The City and the Island. I went and looked because I couldn't remember what it was called. It's called The City and the Island. Um, so I'm going to read that. I got to read the first part of The Green Mile again because it's been a while. And then I'm going to start this. I'm looking forward to it, though. It's such a nice book. I love the texture of the, the dust jacket. It's, yeah, it's really great. <laughs> I know. It's a silly thing to, to love, but I just love the way it feels. No, so. that's the best part about books is the physicalness of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think uh, what's great, too, is it's really opened my eyes on horror novels in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of, I, I never really... I'm not going to pretend like any of these like have been scary to me yet, but there's definitely been some moments where I've been like, oh, snap. And like it has made me not want to read it at nighttime alone, for sure. Um, Did I tell you the story of the first time I read it? No. Okay, so I was 12 the first time I read it, and I got it for Christmas. So I was reading it over my Christmas break, and uh, the way our house was set up, you actually had to walk through the dining room which had a big sliding glass door and the way our house was positioned with our neighbors and the privacy fence and everything it was completely dark and you had to walk past the sliding glass door to turn the dining room light on i didn't go in the dining room after dark unless somebody else had already turned the light on it's out not even going back there because i was terrified of something being outside that door yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would be terrified. I'm, like, in some of those places, too, like, especially if I was around that 12, 13 age, like, those would be some spooky moments. Well, and I think, too, well, like... all those characters were so relatable because, you know, I was that age. Yeah, I'm sure you knew, like, a couple of, like, nerdy little kids that, like, seemed to just go hang out in the poop swamp. <laughs> right, yeah. Remind me sometime when we're out running around, I will go show you the neighborhood that I lived in and that there was actually a park with some woods behind it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, well, all right. Then I think that like we should definitely uh, invite Darwin in and we should talk about some, uh, some fears. 
then? Yeah. Like what our greatest fears are. Talk about the fears because oof. Well, and there were some great responses on Facebook. I'm looking forward to sharing. Yours. Oh, yeah. They're really good. Like, let's get into them. Mm-hmm. We are here once again with Darwy Sandlevin. Hello, Darwy. How are you? Hi, Darwy. Hi. Thank I'm you for joining back. us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. You were just a big hit last time with us and also our <laughs> listeners. And so we wanted to have... Also, it's just nice to have another person on when we talk about these things. So, you know, I think it's a tradition we want to keep up and continue. Yeah. Nice. Um, Thanks. So, uh, the main topic of conversation today is what's your biggest fear and do you know why you're afraid of it? And I think that this is obviously inspired by our reading of It, which you can listen to the first two um, episodes right before this. Uh, they're very good, not going to lie. Um, but, you know, that book in, is built around fear. It really is. Darby, have you ever seen the movies for It? No, I haven't. I feel like that's a sin. Have you ever uh, seen the... Have you? And you've books. never read the book, right? No. <laughs> but... In her, no. Darwin has said from the beginning though she doesn't do scary. So no, she has. I do I get have spooked so easy. What is if you had like if you were writing it, taking a test, and it was like life or death, you had to answer this one question. How would you describe okay. the plot of it? So Are you asking Darwin? Yeah, Darwin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Kim might do a little better, but I think she would um, do pretty well. Uh, you know, there's some kids and they're in a group and they're losers, I've heard. And uh big spooky clown and then they defeat big spooky clown. Okay, and then okay. later in life come together again for big spooky clown. There's an orgy in there somewhere. You and know? Villains. Darwin, you're 100% right. Darwin, hey. you, could have written, you could have written the screenplay Do you want the most recent movies. <laughs> Dang. Nice. You burned, Kim. She did not like those screenplays. Um, not, not a fan. It's funny how almost, like how pretty much right you are, though. But I feel like you can, I can, you know, I don't know. I guess I can't say that. Like, that was a pretty good job just picking up pop culture cues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder. <laughs> that might help. She might have heard some of it. No, uh, cut but that you're... part out. I didn't. I don't listen to it. I just knew it. Okay, we'll cut that out. <laughs> don't worry. No one will hear this. Right. Um, so uh, I was thinking. He says there's... that all the time. And you're definitely going to hear this. I hope you enjoyed that bit, listener. Yes, I'm talking to you in your car as you're driving to work. Hey, Jake. Um. So, I was wondering, there's the three of us, do you think we should do our biggest fears first, or should we go through the list that we got on Facebook first? I think that we should go through the lists first, and then I actually went and did a little bit of digging around and found out what some of the man himself fears. Ooh, I found out so, the three most common fears, so we got yeah. we both got some interesting little tidbits to do. Um so should we let's do um well let's just jump right in with our fears then uh do either of you want to go first do you want to share or do you want me to just jump in i'll go okay okay so i am absolutely positively petrified by free fall 
Oh, free the fall. Idea That's a of free fall. Like the idea of jumping out of a plane or anything like that. Anything that is just has where you're completely out of control. Utterly terrifying to me. We did a one of yeah, those. Yeah, that is scary. Yeah, we did like that uh, at King's Island. They've got that dragon wing thing where it, like winches you up and then drops you like in a free fall. And I almost passed mm-hmm. out because I couldn't breathe. I was so terrified. It was awful. Oh, um, I've I've done like one of those like scary rides. So it's just like a big swing and it just kind of drops you, and that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, well, but even those, like, the, the droppy rides, nope, I'm out. I love roller coasters because there's, like, a seat and a seat belt and a harness and all the things. But things that just drop you, I'm out. That's fair. Yeah, Free fall that is makes terrifying. sense to me. Well, especially, too, because it's, like, it's an inevitable situation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a, there's ground at the bottom. Yeah, like, and all you can, I swear, I'm sure all you would think about is, like, oh, no, there's ground at the bottom of this. Right. And, you know, what if this cable breaks? What if my mm. parachute doesn't open? You know, it just. Well, that's why you have terrifying. a backup parachute. And you can't <laughs> fly without a backup parachute. I hope I think and the assume. worst part is that you have, you have absolutely no control in that situation. Like, exactly. If you're someone, like, None. There's things, nothing you can do about it. If I... you're just falling, in the, uh, falling to the earth, you're like, oh, no, I guess I'm falling now. Well, and I don't know if y'all have met me, but I'm kind of a control freak. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, no. so yeah, I think that that may be part of it. Um. Okay. No, the free falls a good one. That's a real good uh, spook. Yeah, that's spooky. Um, what about you, Darwin? Do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? Uh, I can go. Okay. Um. So I'm afraid of so many things. Most things. <laughs> Um, I think my biggest fear is mediocrity. Um, just like being middle of the line, like nothing outstanding about me, human being. Um, I don't know. There's something scary about how many people there are in this world and how many of them feel in the middle. And I feel like everyone's got to convince themselves that they're important. Like you're always the main character in your own story. But like to think that you're a background character. That's just in general. Yeah. And like, no, and well, it's interesting too. Uh, Kim, are you familiar like with like simulation theory and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so just like in case someone isn't familiar, simulation theory is the idea that we are all individually hooked into a computer somewhere and we're all running our own simulations and that every simulation is kind of like different for all of us. So I'm living my simulation and it's manifested all of you. While Darwi and Kim could be having their own simulations, and it could be completely different. Um, or the other side of that is that we're all plugged into the same big simulation, and that everything around us is being simulated and controlled. And I think that part of that simulation is that, you know, some people have to be fake. There's got to be just NPCs, just random, like, non-player characters that just, like... You know, they just do their, like, walks, routes through life, and they don't do anything else, and that's it. Right. Um, Free Guy. Have you seen Free Guy yet? No, I haven't. I've heard it's real good, though. That's totally what it's about. Mm-hmm. Free Guy Guy is a, an NPC. And he just comes to life and wants to do what he... And tries exactly. to... Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and why, like... That's such a existential fear, Darwin. 
It, it really know. is. My, uh, but it's absolutely not something that you should be <laughs> afraid of because you are amazing and remarkable. Oh my goodness. Aww. My, my second choice, if that was too deep, was uh, like World of Warcraft-sized spiders. <laughs> like big and... <laughs> like giant spiders. Yeah. I don't think that that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, like a spider bigger than me. That's a real deep oh, like beer. That. You know, that's a, that's a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. You know, you can dig deep in that. Why do you think you're scared of uh, spiders? Uh, they're terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah, they have fair. so many eyes. Um, spiders yeah. are terrifying. <sighs> Yeah, I just can't do it. I don't know. I want them to live their spider lives, but not near me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, like, it's fine that they're spiders. I don't hate that they're spiders. It's just that I hate when they're spiders near me. Yeah, Within that's solid. Well, right. Darby and I had this giant, like, spider on our porch the other day. It was, like, probably a good, like, two and a half inches, like, oh wide gosh. in circumference. It was huge. And we took a picture, Massive. and we were like, oh, my God, this is terrifying. And, then like, Darby had, like, 10, 12 people that were like, oh, my God, that's this kind of spider. I'll come pick it up right now. And yeah. People wanted to transplant the spider to their house. People are I mean, crazy. Ooh. Let them... <laughs> Just wild and. <laughs> they, I mean, they do eat bugs, s- other bugs. So uh, they're, yeah, they're... one good thing does not make up for all the bad. For all the creepiness, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they are oh. a big bug. Um, so I guess I'll go next then. Yeah. Uh, since I'm the only other person here, um, I would last. say, <laughs> I'll go last. Um, I am scared of. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if I get existential, I'm scared of no one being at my funeral when I die. Like, no one caring enough to show up that I'm gone. Uh, which is such a... I don't know. It's such an odd fear. I know it is. And it's such a... I don't know. I want to say ridiculous fear. At least I hope it's a ridiculous fear. But yeah, like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Because you don't, there are a lot yeah. of people who love you who will be there. Yeah, and it's just... To I think it's, one of those things where, like, I'm a child of divorce, and I've had people leave me in my childhood, and, like, uh, you know, that kind of thing that I think that that is what has affected that idea of when I'm older, when I'm, like, in that area, like, I'm not going to have anyone there for me. And I just, that's terrifying. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. My number two fear is, is snakes, because I don't like snakes. They're very scary. <laughs> Um, one time when I was eight, I was not scared of snakes. And so I would chase snakes in the woods. And we had this big, like, 22-acre plot of woods in Michigan. And there's this uh, one type of snake. Hold on, let me see if I can remember. Uh... All right, here it is. Um, there's really, a, there's one type of snake in Michigan that is uh, uh, poisonous, and uh, it's called an Eastern Massawaga. I'm 100% sure I said that wrong. Um, rattlesnake, and it's a rattlesnake, and it's got a little rattle, right? Um, and so, like, me and my friends in that area, we were chasing down this snake, and we picked it up. And uh, we had picked it up by the wrong end. And then he started feeling it. And he was like, wow, this part's really hard. And we realized it was a rattle. And then the snake chased us. Um, 
and it's still like my heart's pumping a little bit and it's terrifying because snakes that that snake could have got me i was a little kid he could have ended me right there and then there would have been people to come to my funeral because i would have been a little angel <laughs> that been, like... was that humor might have been a little too dark <laughs> <laughs> But Every yeah, the, story wow. about an animal being scary starts with antagonizing it. Well, like yeah, 100%. If I would have left him alone, I would have stepped on him, and then he would have bit me, and I would have been dead. But instead, I was being mm-hmm. careful, and I was on the lookout for the swamp, swamp rattlers. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure that's it. Yeah, they're also, like, apparently I'm just reading through it now that I... Because I, I had to look it up to make sure I was, like, thinking about the right snake. They're super shy. They don't like humans, and they avoid them at, at all, whenever possible. So, like, cool, 100%, cool. this was me being a dumb child. And it's, uh... Yeah, and it's really uh, affected my lifelong fear of snakes. Well, yeah, that would be back. really terrifying. Yeah, you know, you see those snake girls on the side of the, like, road doing, like, snake tricks, and you're just like, that's cool, but not near me, please. (laughs) I'm sorry, where are these snake girls on the side of the road? They're in, like, Los Angeles, I imagine. They're not in Indiana, of course. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you know what I'm talking about, though. The snake girls, like, they, like, they'll be on the side of the road, and they'll have a snake around them, and they'll be like, you see my snake? On the side of the road? Probably like I mean, like like busy I mean, roads I, that have large sidewalks that you can stand near like the edge of the sidewalk. I used to know somebody who brought her pet snake to the lake with her, like mm-hmm. the public See? lake. Um, mm-hmm. A long time ago, when I was a kid here in Evansville, there were a couple of lakes that were uh, public lakes that you could just like pay to go swimming, and um, she would bring her boa constrictor and she would rent That's one terrifying. of the. Well, she'd rent like a basket. Lo- they had basket lockers and. Um, the snake would stay in the locker and then she would go get her locker and bring it out to the lake and let it lay in the sun with her and then she'd take the locker back up and lock it back up. Yeah, she'd bring her snake to the lake with her. Okay. That's (laughs) adorable. It was very, you know, it's like taking Onyx with you. (laughs) That's very cute. Uh, I love that. Um, So, you know, I buy buy the snake girl theory. (laughs) It's not a theory, Kim. These are proven snake girls that exist in Los Angeles. Okay. Neither of you know. You haven't been to Los Angeles. I have. Have you? Damn it, Kim. I didn't know you've been to Los Angeles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, it was a long time ago, but yeah, I have been there. Okay, we're going to move on right past that so that way I don't look silly. And we're going to go right into the Facebook uh, things. And so we asked our Facebook audience, what's your biggest fear and why... And do you know why you're afraid of it? First one we have is from Grover. And Grover says, death. The idea of non-existence and the void is absolutely terrifying to me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, like, it is. Like, truly thinking of nothingness is kind of like, oof. Yeah. Everybody yeah, just wants to take it that second and think about nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Think about your uh, inevitable demise. Bum, bum, bum. But I think that, like, death is a very, it's, you know, it's like we said with freefall. It's an inevitable fear because it's it, it something is. that, like, you know, it, like, you're just barreling towards it at all times and you know it's at the end. Right. Yeah. Paige Marie had a um, another viewpoint on this same topic. She says death, 
It's not really a fear, but I'm most afraid of leaving my family when I go. I don't want them to hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a, such a empathetic and like such a caring way to think about like your own fears. Um, yeah. I think really Darby is. and I had uh, a good. Uh, we actually all three of us we uh, just went to a really great. Um, you know, it wasn't much. Uh, I wouldn't call it a funeral. It was more of like a celebration of life, like a memorial. Yes. Yeah, and it was really fantastic. And Darlene and I had spawned this conversation about, you know, when we die, like, we want someone, like, we want people to throw parties for us and, like, celebrate that, like, we did it. Like, we live for a little bit and, like, do all these things. And I just thought that, like, you know, I think that having some kind of, like, positive affirmation when people leave us is definitely helpful. To yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I would like, you know, the same thing. I want people to celebrate the life I live, not, I mean, I understand people will be sad, but I want people to celebrate who I was and, and reminisce on those happy memories rather than be just sad because I'm gone. Yeah. Especially because just, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was going to say, and I thought that that memorial was really nice. And I thought it was a really good balance of, you know, being sad that she was gone, but also celebrating who she was as a, you know, as a person mm-hmm. and as a mom and as a friend. And and I think that death is a common theme for most fears, in all honesty. I think that we see it in a lot of things. I think that we see it in quite... We've seen it quite a bit in It. Quite a few mm-hmm. people are scared of death. I think uh, it makes sense that it's something that we find a lot of fear in naturally. Right. Especially with, like, yeah. the media that we see. Yeah. Well... I agree. And not only that... But there's like an evolutionary drive inside of you to keep you alive. Like yeah, to survive. To keep your bloodline going. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in this modern age, our life expectancy is so much longer even than, you know, 100 years ago. And mm-hmm. I, with modern medicine and, and hopefully future modern medicine, you know, people will live longer and be able to do more and experience more and be healthier longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I just feel like that that's the, the counterpoint to that is. So moving right along, the next one involves dying too. Um, Tess says um, uh, dying alone, not just physically, but mentally knowing there's no one left for me or that no one I love is in my life. I think it stems from previous relationship trauma, but I think it may also come from how strongly I love my friends and family and how much I would hate to damage those relationships. Oof. This, yeah, that's... I, ooh, this, ooh. You know, uh, when we put this idea out there, I was like, this is going to be a good episode because it's going to be like, you know, we're going to be able to get real and we're going to open up a little bit and uh, we're getting to know the people that listen to our show and that we love and, like, that's really great. Uh, still very Man. somber ideas yeah. and, like, things that we're coming across here. And that's a very relatable uh, sentiment, yeah. though, Tess. I, th- I think yeah. that's kind of similar and related to your fear, mm-hmm. Otto, of, of nobody being there. Yeah. I think that it, it's just kind of a different aspect of that same kind of fear. Yeah, and how much you value the people around you and the idea of losing them and them not being there for you is just petrifying. Mm-hmm. And then moving later along after that, Bonnie says snakes. Movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes sense. Like, there's some scary snake face movies, like Anaconda. 
about those guys that are just in the jungle and they get chased by an anaconda. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the the scene in Indiana Jones, the very first, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he falls into the pit with all the snakes. Ooh. Are you ready for some dirty secrets? <laughs> You've never seen that. I've never seen <gasps> that. I've oh seen the fourth God. one, though. I've seen the Crystal Skull one. I'm so sorry. With Shia LaBeouf. Oh, that one was good. I enjoyed Actually, it. Actually, it was not horrible. Yeah, it made me one, really want yeah, a motorcycle. One, first one, third one, amazing. First, fourth, uh, sure. I'm sure they're all fine. They're, you yeah. know, they're made by George Lucas. He has never made any a misstep. Uh, I know that there is that line where he's like, snakes again. I'm so scared of snakes. I hate, I hate them. Snakes. I hate snakes. Why does it always have to be snakes? Yeah, mm-hmm. that one. Yep. Um, moving right along, Yuda says, dogs, I'm sorry to say, but they terrify me. Yuda, I'm sorry. I hope the barking in the background hasn't spooked you too much. Yeah. Um, oh, Yuda's not talking about purse dogs, talking real canines here. When I was about three years old, my parents brought me back from kindergarten one day. I was joyful and independent child, and I wanted to go ahead. So I did. I ran ahead, and it was somewhat of an open, dried-out field. When all of a sudden, I heard my mom scream, and I felt a massive thug on my shoulder, uh, tug on my shoulder. I fell down, started crying. Looking up, I saw the sky and a huge face of a dog, a German shepherd. He barked once, loud as thunder to my toddler ears, and then flew out of my field of view, making those awful dog cries as my father kicked him with panic. My mother then picked me up, and that's all I can recall. Luckily, it was somewhat cold, and I was well-dressed. The poor bug thought I was a toy playing with it. Sorry, they terrify me. Yes, I have read Cujo. I was 21 reading it. Didn't sleep for three days. I cannot believe that he would even try to read Cujo, because that's... That's deep-seated fear. Yeah, it is. That's like, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Also, really well-written, Huda. Can we just talk about that for a second? (laughs) Great writing. That's Mm -hmm. incredible. Uh, I really enjoyed reading through that. Um, I we haven't read Cujo, obviously. Um, I do know that it is about a puppy that is not well trained, and uh, other than that, I don't know much about it. So, interested. I know it gets it's, mentioned. It's a scary dog story. Well, it's interesting too because like Cujo is like culturally everywhere. Everybody knows Cujo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Which is interesting, just because it's so. Such an odd one. It's interesting. Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's a good story, and and it's about, I mean, Cujo's a St. Bernard, which is, you know, a pretty majestic dog, and I'm not spoiling anything here. That's pretty out there. Um, So uh, they got a bad rip for a while, even though it was the dog's fault. Anyway. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's it's a pretty widespread story. Just I think just because you know it's about a dog and everybody loves dogs. Almost mm-hmm. everybody loves dogs. <laughs> Our final fear is from Donald, and he says, "Outliving my children." Got to really just end this one on a bombshell fear. Um, that hurts my heart. Uh, that is a terrible idea of a fear, and I hope that never happens to anyone. Yeah, I it, guess, but also like that. I guess that if I say that, it means that I hope that they're dying sooner. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say that though either, right? right? I hope that we all find a cure for immortality and we get to choose our exact moment of departure. Yeah. 
And that way, you won't be sad. You'll just be like, oh, I am done with this. Hopefully they find it soon, though, so that way we're not all, like, in, you know, 110-year-old bodies just withered. Right. Well, and that's that's the thing about it is, you know, it's not just living longer, but living healthier longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not miserable and stuck. You know, and still able to do things and enjoy life. And, you know, that is that is another fear for me is that, you know, I get to the point because I have chronic illness, and I'm sure that you will be able to relate to this, Darwin, that I fear mm-hmm. that I will get to the point that my existence will be so painful that I won't be able to enjoy my life. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. Cause- because there are days where you get a peek into that and yeah, i've laid in bed many times and thought if i this is how it's gonna be i'm not so sure right right it's and so that's you know days like that are really tough and so you know my my hope is that medicine gets us to the point not only that we can live longer but that we can live longer healthy so that we can enjoy it yeah, yeah. absolutely um so let's wrap this up a little bit and uh i got I was just curious. What do you guys think the three most common fears are in the world? Uh, heights, spiders, falling. Clowns. Yeah, heights, spiders, clowns. Okay, falling. You're all. You're actually like, yeah, you got them all on. It's uh, <laughs> flying and heights. So like acrophobia is the fear of mm-hmm. heights, and then pterodactyl. Teromerhanophobia is the fear of flying. And they're kind of like grouped together. You know that general idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then fear of snakes. I don't think either of you said that one. Ophiodophobia. These are also terrible. Um, <laughs> and uh, all of the things that you said are on this list. Um, number third one, though, is uh, social phobias. They kind of just group all like social anxieties oh, and like right. any kind. Oh, yeah. Especially after a pandemic, because this was made uh, in May this year. Oh, So I yeah. can see that yeah. being definitely... Because uh, people uh, are out of practice being with people. Mm-hmm. Um, mysophobia, um, which is the fear of germs and dirt, um, has been apparently on the rise, too. Also understandable, you know, with the pandemic. You, here's two uh, really existential fears that I thought were pretty cool too. The fear of failure, like just mm-hmm. the idea that like you're not going to be good at something. I guess that's similar to like fear of mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then fear of now, like being scared of like what's happening right now, hmm. and like not being. It's kind of like the idea of. Uh, I think that's probably related to being out of control. Yeah, and it's, like, yeah. the idea that, like, you're just not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't deserve to exist in the space that you're existing in. Oof. So, you know, Super. it's definitely part of anxiety, too, yeah. Yeah. So, Kim, you said that you had, you, you knew a little peek into Steve himself. What, what, what were you talking about there? I did. Um, so, I looked, and years ago I had read an article that he was scared of the number 13, um, Triskaidekaphobia, and uh, I believe I believe that that's a thing. Like he would skip the thirteenth steps, skip over the thirteenth step, and he wouldn't stay on the thirteenth floor of a hotel. 
Um, he actually wrote a book about that fear. Um, it's our short story called 1408. Super story. I've Great seen that movie. with Samuel Jackson, right? Yep. Yep. Great movie. Um, but I actually found a recent article um, that said at 72, so this would have been like two years ago, um, that his biggest fear is losing his mind to dementia and Alzheimer's. Oof, that's which, terrifying. I mean, Ugh. whoa. I mean, it just doesn't, I can't even fathom, which I know that, you know, that it, science and studies are showing that people who, you know, read and, and are mentally active like that tend to not have as many problems with that. That I mean, obviously that's not always the case, but I can't, with his imagination to lose that, I can absolutely understand why he's scared of that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, and like, yeah, like you just said, his imagination, like this man's in, in, entertained himself for the last 70 years of his life, and if that just started to go away and he wasn't able to entertain himself and think of his own stories and everything that he's created, I'm sure that would be heart-wrenching. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, we've talked about this way back at the very beginning of this. You know, misery is about a fear. He was mm-hmm. afraid of a fan. That was, a you know, um, and in this article they talk about the the dark, the book The Dark Half, which is one we haven't read yet, but it, it's kind of a similar fear aspect. Um, and apparently when he was younger, he was... Uh, scared of being hit by a car which he was in like 91 i want to say he was hit by a car yeah i bet you'd be a a little scared of that again yeah and apparently he bought the van that was being driven that hit him so that he could have it destroyed oh wow that's crazy oh that's Jesus that's a level of petty I aspire to Steve (laughs) yeah yeah financial Um, security financial security and pettiness it was it was Mm -hmm. 1999 he was June 19th of 1999 so man um and then he like I said bought the van that that nearly killed it nearly killed him it was your girl was upset (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, it was really, really awful. Um, So anyway, yeah, but he bought the car and had it destroyed. So Well, what a power move. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I mean, I guess if money is no object. (laughs) That's what you got to do. Well, thank you, Steve, for that incredible ending uh, moment. I think that that's where we have to end it after hearing all of that. Um, thank you so much, Kim, for looking up and figuring, finding out all that stuff about uh, Steve. Yeah, love it. Um, so, yep, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Anything else you want to say? I mean, I don't, I don't have anything else to contribute on this fear front. Um, I'm sure we'll get some more feedback once we post this one up. People have some other stuff to say. This is a good episode. This is a good conversation. Honestly, like, go ahead and we'll just put the gold star on this one. Good job, guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good job, team. We did it. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you guys so much for listening to First Time Through Bookmark. I'm Otto. And I'm Kim. And I'm Darling. Special guest. Yeah. There it is. Uh, And this has been our bookmark. Don't forget to put your bookmark in it. 
Oh, it's so lame, but it's so. I, we, I good. don't know. I can't figure out anything else to That's say. It's the only here. thing we it got. Really makes sense. So, listen next time. Bite that now. No, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, and don't forget next week. Um, we're gonna be starting our holiday spectacular, our ho- seasonal holiday shorts. Okay, I don't know how to put it. Our seasonal yeah, holiday like stories. Yeah, we're gonna be reading the Green Mile this time uh, throughout season one. We did that with different seasons. Um, Kim and I both own the cereals, so we get to space it out. So look forward to Thanksgiving and uh, reading about this mile of greenness. I legitimately have no idea what this story is about. Have you seen this movie? Nope. <gasps> yeah, and I know, right? And like people talk like how good this movie is, so I'm really excited to see it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and eventually we'll get to that point. And then yes. after that, on December second, tw- you're going to be able to listen to It Part 3. And on December 9th, you're going to listen to It Part 4. And um, there's some, you know, beginning of the year, next year, we have some special guests that we're excited about. So make sure yes, you're listening. Yes, we do. Definitely hang around with us. Make sure you're following us on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, check out our Patreon if you want to give us a little extra something for Christmas. That would be super cool. Um, we'll put it to good use. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, thank you for listening. It really Thanks means a lot to us. and hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Otto, Kim, that was incredibly interesting. Great job today. If you would like to support First Time Through, you can follow us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, or send us an email at firsttimethroughpodcast at gmail.com. You can also become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash firsttimethrough to get exclusive early access, to get exclusive videos, and to become our exclusive friends. If that's interested to you. I'm interested. First Time Through, New Eyes on Castle Rock, is produced by Empty Theater Productions, was created by Kim Payne and Otto Mullins. Editing by Otto Mullins. Music by Jason Rager. Art by Kurt Payne at Who Knew Art.